This is a Poets and Writers page one author reading. To hear more, visit us at pw.org forward slash multimedia or at soundcloud.com forward slash poets and writers. In the City of Murals In the first days of the couple's unlikely marriage, it became the airbrush artist's habit to follow his American wife about the tiny kitchen of their rented house, daydreaming aloud to her in Spanish as she prepared dinner. Most often, he shared his plans to open a screen printing and art shop in the small town where they lived, near Bayou Tesh. Hoy hice el letrero, Pearl. Mañana lo montaré. I made the sign today, Pearl. I'm putting it up tomorrow. She un understood only her name and mañana. Spiced chicken cubes sizzled when she spilled them into the pan. His hands held her sides to feel when she needed to move past him, for there were many places for her to be when she cooked. He continued in Spanish. It's big and blue with black letters, Manny's. Each letter is in a different font. I made the M and the S big and they connect like an underline. The apostrophe's a little shirt. You can come soon and tell me what you think. As he paced behind her in the small room, he had to watch for cabinets ajar and the sharp edges of counter corners. And so he could not look at her as they moved like a two-car train from the counter to the stove to the sink. I'm going to make the first shirts for the festival tomorrow. Would you like me to screen one for you? She stood over the faucet, washing her hands of raw chicken and chili powder, the room thick with the smell of cumin and cilantro. Mmm, bueno, he whispered into her ear. She understood that word, too, and smiled. During their brief courtship, she had prepared him Cajun dishes from recipes handed down to her by her mother. Since the wedding, though, she had cooked with tortillas and onions, tomatoes and cheese. He liked the shift, but the new dishes didn't resemble the food of his childhood. This was his fault. He could have shared more about his life in Mexico, but he wanted to think of himself only as American now. For this reason, Pearl's imagined version of his youth in Veracruz became a false oasis shimmering at the edges of their interactions. But because he saw how it made her feel about him to imagine it, he didn't want to dissolve her vision. And anyway, he liked her attempts at Mexican food, even if they weren't authentic. They returned to the stove so she could prepare a sauce. He let go of her and walked to the living room, where he felt her gaze as he looked at one of his pieces tacked to the wall above the old couch. It was a sparrow in profile, cut out of cream construction paper. In the middle of its breast, he had burned a hole through which showed light blues and whites the color of the sky and the clouds. Would you like me to make you a shirt from this print? He asked her in English. She smiled at him. Yeah, she said. She chopped garlic and chilies for a sauce and put them into a cast iron pot with onion. She took store-brand cheddar from the fridge and cut a big cube into a pan to melt it over the stove. Though this was a special dinner, the fresh vegetables had left no money for good cheese. She placed a stack of tortillas in a cradle of foil and put them in the toaster oven to warm. She joined him in the living room then to wait for dinner. They sat down on the couch, a hand-me-down from Pearl's mother, and sank into its broken springs. He draped his arm around her, and she laid her head on his chest. He could feel the weight of her wrist against his abdomen. Are you sure the loan will go through? she asked. The sauce bubbled beneath their words. Of course, he said. It's been a while. That's why I went ahead and started. I didn't want to wait on the bank forever. Even if you didn't know about the loan? But what did you have for collateral? This is a small town. They understand the problems of starting a small business. Yesterday, Harry... Harry? From the bank? 
He said that he would visit the store tomorrow to give me the final yes. He has said that twice already, which is why he won't cancel again. She asked if Harry had questioned his citizenship. He deflected the question, but she persisted. I know you're a dual citizen, she said, but that doesn't matter to them. He reminded her patiently for the umpteenth time that his mother's family had lived here respectably for years. He was, in fact, only half Mexican. His grandmother, a quiet and humble member of the Prejean family, known in these parts for generations, was a friend of Harry's aunt. When, as usual, this didn't assuage Pearl, he resorted to defending the promise of his business based on how their small town had recently begun to support the arts with the inception of a new local festival. Yes, he was new here, but no, he wasn't a gamble. She admired his confidence, though she didn't share it, and to distract herself from her worries, she focused on his looks. Herman, well, had jet black hair, and he was much taller than most Mexicans. He was light-skinned, and you could see traces of his ethnicity in his facial structure, both the Cajun and the Mexican, though when he spoke Spanish, most people around here usually only saw the latter. As he had told her, he was capable of speaking English without an accent. As a child in Veracruz, he had learned English well enough from his mother that he knew from an early age what it should sound like. When he concentrated, he could make himself sound American, but mostly, he found the effort distracting. To think about his own words too much made him forget what he was trying to say. And so, more often than not, he spoke with a slight accent, just enough for people in rain to question whether he was foreign.